Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. All right, there we go. We're recording. Colin Miller back to join us for, is this a second, second annual Third annual, this is, second, this is the second fall. Well, this is the second one we did this year, but it so would be second annual fall hunting podcast. Yeah, yeah the first one we did would have been twenty twenty. I probably could have researched this before. No, <laughs> I no pushed, need. I pushed record and figured it out. But anyway, Colin Miller, my hunting friend, is back, and we have some exciting fall. Well, I do. I think you do. Some exciting fall yeah. hunting stories. Yeah, and we've been playing phone tag. More or less, you've been playing tag, and I've been missing it every time. <laughs> so I haven't really heard anything, or we haven't talked about our trips at all. I know, like, you know I was successful, and I know you were successful, and that's about all I know. Yeah, it's October 18th, so we're like, Western season is like, well, it's over for me. I guess it's pretty well, or travel season, I guess, is over okay. for me. So, um, unless I sneak something in here, but well, as of right now, like, the, my big game travel stuff is over. Well, I see, it's the 18th. I got home uh, on the 16th. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I just got back. Yeah, I've been back. I got back two weeks ago. So, I got back the first. And that's when I left. Yeah. Cool. Well, dude, do you want to do you want to go first? I, I I I don't even know if I have any questions. I just want you to start from the beginning and like just tell me about it. What were you What were you guys doing? Um. So basically, I had all this stuff like thought out that I was going to be able to do this year. Okay. And didn't lay out. I mean, we talked about it before season. Like, I just didn't have the time to take off like I wanted to this year. So instead of doing like two or three trips, I just had to do one. So broke down just elk, elk hunting is pretty much like if I can only do one thing, that's it. Yeah. So kind of pushed everything else off and I went to Colorado. Um, I had a tag, uh, me and. Oh, you had an elk my, tag? I had a tag too. Oh, I didn't know that. Cause I knew the yeah, group that so, you went with, but yeah. Okay. So me and Zach had a tag in the same unit and then our buddy Grant had a tag in a different unit, mm. um, which Grant drew his tag. He spent quite, not quite a few, but he spent a few years worth of points to get his tag. Okay. And then me and Zach didn't get, we tried in the primary draw in Colorado, which is June. We tried in the secondary draw, which I believe is July, July or August. Didn't get a tag in either one of those. So, Oh wow! Okay. We ended up we ended up getting both of our tags we got in the leftover draw, so okay. which doesn't come out till August. So like we were scrambling, we didn't really even have a plan because um, we didn't draw Wyoming elk tags, which we applied for in January. Okay, and then we didn't draw the Colorado tags we wanted either. So we ended up getting them the tag that we wanted in Colorado, but not until the leftover draw, which is like. It's kind of hard to plan a trip for you most no people when 
Right. When you don't know until like three weeks beforehand, it's a lot of people like have an issue planning something, but sure. Um, luckily we had, you know, we had a pretty good plan going into it. We've been looking at this. Zach's been looking at this area for a few years now. So okay. he had an idea of where he wanted to go to. Um, but so I got out there on, I flew into Colorado on the 18th. Zach and Grant had started hunting on the 16th. Um, so they got out there a little late. The initial plan was they were going to go in like the 10th or the 13th okay. and start without us on Grant's tag since he was the only one that had a tag in that area. Yeah. They were going to go in there and try and kill a bull before we even got there. Okay. They started a little late, but they were like started strong. Like there was, they were on elk immediately, almost killed one the second day. Um, just covered up in bowls like every yeah. day. And then we got out there on, so I got out there the 19th and just kept hunting with them. So was just calling, filming, doing a little bit of that with, for Grant. And we were in bowls every single day, like one or two close calls. It was just it was insane. Like they were, every bull we ran into was big. Like I didn't even see a small elk <laughs> on that trip. And I mean, like there was one that was the day before we got there. Zach had footage of it, and it's like thing looked like it belonged in a national park. Like it was just a monster. Wow! And with a rifle, I mean, two hundred yards away with a rifle, you'd have smoked it. It was right done. in the open yeah. meadow, middle of the day, just like kind of unheard of for um, for archery season. Like yeah. mo- most of the time, you just find them in the timber. So we were seeing bulls out in the open. We were seeing bulls everywhere. There was bunch of bulls with cows um they're just kind of like kind of wild we were killing them well, or we were almost killing them close to the road like we were finding them like, you're finding them everywhere pretty unpressured like just kind of not dude that's amazing so kind of like for everybody else i mean you're new to elk hunting so yeah I mean, like, so for you to, like, be saying this, I mean, I see the big smile on your face as you're talking, and I'm, like, so happy for you. But, I mean, you guys have put in a lot of work in the past couple of years and haven't seen this this level of success before. Um, We, the second year, well, we're, we're three for four on at least shooting one, shooting one bowl per year. So we had one year where we didn't get anything. But I mean, as far um, as just like being in this many elk, I mean, this is, th- that's yeah. new for you, right? Um, the, the amount that we found this year, last yeah. year, we, we were in them last year, but it wasn't like this. Like we weren't having that many opportunities last year. Okay. Uh, we would, we would chase, chase one. We would see them, but we weren't getting that close. And we actually, I hunted with Grant for five days. We actually ended up, he didn't fill that tag. So okay as great as it was, like we weren't able to like seal the deal, just circumstances, it's hunting, it's hunting with a bow. And well, I mean, yeah. We were, everything has to go right. Yeah. Like we all were, 200 things. Yeah. We were <laughs> darn close a lot of times. It just didn't, didn't quite work out. Like the what last was one day, of those, what was one of those close times? I mean, the last day we, we actually slept at the truck the last day and we're like we'll just bomb straight up this mountain and um we we got close to one up there the day before but we backed out to go to the truck and like we'll just run straight up there in the morning we'll bugle see if we can get on one and 
right out of the out of the gate, like bump two cows. Okay. Half a mile from the truck. So it's like, okay, they're in here. We get up and over that ridge and one's bugling, like not even over the ridge, on the same side of the ridge. And move in. Grant and Zach were in front of us, and then me and Ben were right behind them. We okay. start to move in on this bugling bowl, and they get to like 45 yards of it in a meadow. And like it just it got a little squirrely. Grant moved left when he should have moved right, but like didn't know because the bull stopped and it got a little squirrely. It didn't bump that hard, but it they it grabbed its cows and they went up the mountain. Well, we just chased it up the mountain and ended up putting that bull in a bed and we just sat we sat tight like two hundred and fifty yards from that bull for like three or four hours. And wow, it had okay. cows and the cows were just feeding around and we would see the cows and then the bull would bugle and it's like he you knew he was in his bed we knew right where he was and we were just waiting and finally that bull gets up and you can hear him kind of moving closer to us and as he's moving closer somebody's like oh there's i see cows you can hear cows walking and all of a sudden it's like we're on this steep hillside but there's a bench right here Okay. And we're actually all sitting in this bull bed on this bench, and they're all right below us. Okay. And the bull was a couple hundred yards that way. Well, he's moving our way, and all of a sudden, somebody's like, cows right here. And peek right over that edge, and there's two cows at 10 yards, like oh right off the gosh. side of that bench. And our wind just swirled. They yeah. picked up our wind and bust down the mountain. That bull bust down the mountain. Well, as he does that, he bugles, and there's just a huge commotion. I mean, there's elk running everywhere. The wood just gets loud, and all of a sudden, it's like he's bugling. There's another one down this way bugling. There's another one over here bugling. Oh, my so like, gosh. This is probably like noon, 1 o'clock. Okay, um, plenty of time so still. It just, when those elk busted, it was they didn't really know what was going on, and they woke up the entire woods. Like there was now elk bugling everywhere. So we just jumped up and took off in the direction that they went, which was down the, we were on the kind of the main ridge system. We were almost at the top and everything at this point now is down that ridge system and just scattered from there. So we just took off like right after them, but we start going and one of the bulls that started bugling it was dropped off that ridge system, like not that far away. So we get down probably 300 yards and that bull bugles. And it's, you can tell he's just, there's a little, um, like a drainage Creek drainage okay. that was a rock slide. And you could tell he was below us, but right across that. And we all just like looked at each other and we're like, I think if we get across this rock slide to that other ridge on the other side of this drainage, he's going to come right up to us. Cause like, it sounded like he was working his way up. He was bugling on his own. At this point we hadn't called since we bumped that elk. Like they were just doing, everything was just going nuts. So we scrambled across this drainage and it's probably a hundred yards wide. Um, you know, tip to tip scrambled across, get up right on the edge of it. There's like a, it drops off pretty sharp. Okay. And we get to the top and he bugles again and he's close like 60 yards on oh. the same face that we're on 
And so I drop back into a tree. Ben jumps into another tree and Grant and Zach are in like in front of him. I would say I was like eight yards from the edge of the drainage. And then we made like a diagonal line across it and they were in the woods there. Well, this bull comes up right, right at the edge where the, you know, the timber meets that drainage. So in a line, he's the closest to me, but Zach and Grant can see him the best. And like, I see him, all I see is horns for like a split second. (laughs) And he's coming right up that line and I'm filming and I, Ben's like, do you see him? Where'd he go? And I was like, I don't know. He was on that drainage line. And all of a sudden I see, I look over and Grant is full draw and he like doesn't run, but he's not moving slow, full draw. And he like rips to the edge of that drainage. Cause that bull, they could see him. He kind of got up to us and there was a little trail and he just was like smelling his way up. And he wanted to cross that. I don't think he ever saw us. I don't think he heard us. Yeah. That was just like the direction he was going. And Grant ran to the edge of that full draw and looked down it. And it was pretty steep. And that bull was moving way faster than he was. And when he looked down, the bull was actually like 40 yards to his left. So by the time that he got there, okay. the bull was already at like 50 yards. And then looked up and saw him and like busted across. Like oh never gosh. had. He was about five seconds late, 10 seconds late. Yeah. But it was, I have a, a clip on my camera and it is like, I'm filming, <laughs> I see a flash of antler and then all of a sudden I see Grant full draw like this run right in front of me and Zach is over his shoulder with the camera and just like, I thought my heart was racing. Like I thought when he got to the edge of that drainage, that bull was going to be there and he was going to shoot. And uh, yeah. He gets there, he gets there and he has, he left his bow down and I'm like, man, it was, and this is, we'd been hunting for, they'd been hunting for nine days. I'd been hunting for five. And like, that was the one that I felt like we were, and they had closer calls than that, but that one was pretty exciting just because there was so much going on. It's amazing how much has to come together to be successful on an archery hunt. I mean, everything, everything has to be just perfect. And God, man, you guys are putting in, and you guys are putting in a lot of work and a lot of time, a lot of effort getting it done Yeah, or, or attempting, attempting to get it done for hunting. I mean, you guys are doing yeah. great. It's, it's always fun to hear about it. So that was, so that was just Grant's hunt, right? Then you guys have yeah, yours and Zach's after that. So is that pretty much the, that's yeah. Grant had some close, some close calls, but just, uh, yeah, yeah. close calls, just nothing ever quite lined up and he had to go back to work. And Mm. so that was day five. We cheat. We actually got pretty close to another one that night, like, but not quite close enough and had to pack out. We drove a couple hours to the next area and we didn't end up going in. We just took a little break, like yeah, caught a shower, you know, the basics and then dove into the next area the next, the next night. And that stuff was way farther, like okay. way deeper. So we'd been hunting like two miles, three miles from the truck at the most. Yeah. The next, the next stuff we went into, we didn't even start hunting until we were, it was like nine and a half miles. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, far, man. Was, That's real far. Yeah. It was aggressive, but 
it Zach had put eyes on this this one drainage back there. Yeah. There was no trails in it. It was hard to get to. He's like, dude, if we get there, I think I think our lives are going to be changed. Like we're going to find these elk. <laughs> and we started hiking. We'll just call it night six. We started hiking night six at like seven thirty p.m. It was dark out. We hiked for three hours, so we got like five miles in. So we're like halfway there in the dark. Okay. Woke up the next day, went the rest of the way. So by like noon the next day, we were coming into this drainage. So we couldn't get all the way there on a trail, um, and there's no trails within it. So once we were within this like little bowl, there was no trail. And we we come up over the saddle and like just sit on the first high point through the saddle. And we sit there for five minutes, and somebody like, well, there's an elk. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Oh, well, there's a bull. So like we, we got in there and within five minutes, there's elk out in the open, but they're all the way across, like a mile and three quarters across the way. Oh, wow. So we're glassing them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're looking through the spotter and it's like, well, the bull just bedded. Like it's one o'clock in the afternoon. That bull just bedded. Like, let's go get him. Let's try it. <laughs> On day, yeah, and, day one. Yeah. And it's, steep and nasty and gross and there's no trail and it's just like we just bushwhacked our way all the way over there it took us like four hours and we got there right i'd say we had an hour before dark we get we basically we had to drop like 1200 feet and then come back up 700 feet in a mile and a half but we get up there and we get right on top of them and just like this close like not quite yeah and because we spent so much effort getting over there and whatnot we didn't camp in like the spot we wanted like the most perfect spot for listening to set us up for the next day okay but we were still pretty good like we slept pretty high um and we woke up and like there's bulls bugling below us in the bottom we're like okay well we've got a chance but they were like real lazy not going crazy they didn't really respond to us calling so we were just slow playing it and working our way like we were working our way north along this drainage and the bulls were below us like a few hundred yards the whole day but we didn't really want to drop in there like drop 500 feet down and ruin something and then not and then we'd have to climb all the way back up right So we just started walking. We sat, we glassed a couple times and at like 10 30 or 11 in the morning, it looked like a pretty bad rainstorm was going to come through. And since we didn't really know what was going on, we talked about it. Like, let's just set up a tarp and we'll sit here. We'll glass, we'll listen. And then when that rain's done, we'll just, you know, pack up and we'll keep going. So we set up this tarp. It never even rains. It doesn't even like, as soon as we get we get situated underneath it, we spend like five minutes and it's clear as day. Like, doesn't even look like it's gonna rain. <laughs> it's like, oh well, that was a massive waste of time. So, do you know the last there time lunch? I was I have a tarp all the time. Every time I, you know, well, yeah. not when I went to Wyoming. There's no trees to even put a tarp in. But uh, the last when I set one up that was with you when we were on that bear hunt in Idaho, 
That was the last time yeah. I had I had one set up, but I always have one in my pack, dude. Because when it does let loose, oh yeah, you want you want to have a tarp. Yeah. Oh, we got we got rained on on Grant's hunt two days like bad, like the worst I've ever been rained on out there, and okay. it was miserable. Yeah, it's cold. Everything's wet. You don't you can't dry out. You don't dry. There. No. Yeah, so, that's one of those things. Like once this, you get wet, that's it. Yeah, we set this tarp up turns out to be a massive waste of time this bull's still like far off bugling like pretty straight below us at this point but like 300 yards away okay and we look at each other and zach's like well should i just bugle from right here like well you might as well like bugles are free <laughs> so just you know just throw one out there and we don't even stand up we're just laying down he bugles, one bugles back like 70 yards away, like in in your face, not very far away. You didn't know he was Pretty there. Much, had no idea. Pretty much on our level, like he is right there. Yeah. And everybody just like panic ensues. <laughs> well, you can imagine like up. you guys are all chilling under a tarp and it's like, oh, uh, guys, it's go time. Like we're, we need to be ready. We're scattered everywhere. We're, <laughs> we're, we're eating like we're eating. <laughs> Zach said Zach said the first thing he did was he picked up a rock and put it on his trash so his trash didn't blow away because like he still had trash out <laughs> so we just looked at each other and we're like no pats and everybody agreed like yep let's just go as we are so me and Zach yeah. grabbed our bows Ben grabbed the camera and we just like took off left everything set up right there we only moved I bet we moved 30 yards off that tarp and he like he's still bugling like now he's going crazy because he knows we're close. Yeah. And Zach and Ben like drop off. We're on this like high point of a ridge. Zach and Ben drop into this little tiny drainage. It's like basically a creek. Okay. And they slip up the other side, and I'm like upwind of them, like just a little bit higher than they are, and like I don't know what they see. Because I'm, I'd say I'm 20 yards from them. I don't know what okay. they see, but all of a sudden I see horns. I'm like, oh, he's like right there. I see horns at 60 yards. Yeah. And so like, I'm just hanging out. Don't really know what to do. I've got my bow. I've got a bugle tube, but we only bugled the one time and he's still bugling. Like he's going crazy. Now we can hear him raking trees and like we can see his horns like raking trees. And so I'm just set up they're set up down here and Zach looks back at me and he just gives me like one of these. Like a signal like, to go rake trees. Yeah. Yeah. Go rake trees. So I drop back 10 yards to the tarp and I start raking trees and he just goes berserk. <laughs> and like you, he, you can tell I can't see him anymore cause I'm like right over the ridge, but yeah. I can tell like he, he loves it. And rake one I hit another one and then i so i do do it three times and then i'm like going to drop back even farther and as i drop back even farther i just hear it like don't like hear oh, the shot dude you got yeah you guys are all close close i mean you, oh, yeah it was he the footage is crazy so once i started raking trees they could see him the whole time and he would start walking and every time I would hit a tree, he would immediately look up 
and he was looking right through those guys looking for me like we were making a line and he's like zach's like i've never felt like i've been being watched so hard without it looking at me like it was just looking right through him yeah and every time i would do that you can see it he just snaps up and he just starts coming right for me and i mean he stepped out at 20 yards and zach shot him right in the chest oh frontal 60 what 65 yards just, oh my gosh! Yeah, Sixty-five yards downhill and just wadded up under a tree. Like it was, we heard him crash. It was just, it was insane. Dude, I can't like the emotions at that point. You guys had have just went crazy. Oh, it it got wild. Like I didn't, I wasn't sure. I heard the shot and I heard like the smack. Yeah, but I wasn't a hundred percent positive. So I like poke my head out of the trees and I can just see Zach and he's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Celebrating. I just, I, I just took off running and like, it was, he's like, dude, I, I smoked him. Yeah. And we watched the footage back and it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I hit him that good. Like just like after shot. Oh yeah. And then we rewatched the footage and you can see blood like squirting out of the bowl as he turns to run just off. And it's like, oh, you're, you're good. Yeah. And we we waited an hour. We went and packed the tarp up. And then... <laughs> yeah, go pick up your trash. Yeah. <laughs> went and packed the tarp up and picked the trash up and went, and went and found him. And he, like, he didn't go far at all. And he bled like crazy. Like, it was just it, picture perfect. Yeah. But now and, the hard work starts. Yeah, he died 14 miles from the truck. Oh, my which, gosh. No, it it was it was 12. Oh yeah, never mind. I thought it no, was far. No, it was just, just twelve. Tw- just twelve. Yeah, and we uh, dude, that's so far back. We thought that we could get it out in like two days. No, no, it took us a long time. Well, that's so. That that's what I'm interested days. in is so. And you and I have talked before. And I think I, you know, other people have listened to the podcast have heard this before. Like, I'm not much. I'm not much. I'm not an elk hunter. I'm not. I don't really. I don't try. I don't. I don't say I don't care, but it's for that reason, dude. I don't have, like, I don't have three people to go somewhere with. So, like, when you're telling me, like, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how you guys got this out because that's always my fear is that I would, that I would shoot something or put an elk down and then not be able to get it out. Yeah, that's, that's the hard part. Like, they're so luckily, big. I've been hunting with these, me. It was me, Ben, and Zach. And that's, I've been hunting with those guys. Those are the only people I've ever really elk hunted with. And that's the third elk we've packed out together. Yeah. And the first one was six and a half miles. The second one was 15, and that one was 12. So, like, it's as, as much trust as you can put into somebody being, like, just bullheaded, going to get it done. Like, it's that. Yeah. I feel like I can only do it because of those guys, but it's just like the the mind will do whatever you want it to do, but you got to want to do it and they want to do it. So it makes me want to do it. Yeah. But it's just like, it's you guys all push each other. Time. Right. Yeah. So how so, long, cause I'm trying to like, like think back through time. So what time, what time was it when you guys started processing this bowl? Um, I'm not even sure. Well, let's just put it this way. Afternoon. We didn't even 
it was afternoon. We didn't okay. get that. We hung that bull right there like that day. So then we start cleaning this thing and the bull that was originally bugling is still yeah. bugling. So oh my gosh, we start that's awesome. We're like, we're like, well, we're just, he's down in the bottom. Ooh, you still like, have a tag. We're, we're, but at this oh, point, yeah. you, are you even, are you even trying to like to fill it or you're, oh, yeah. you're still trying to fill oh, no. it? We were shot two, and like we would have shot two right then. Like we just we're, we're bullheaded, we're young, and we had time. We had time, so it was like whatever. This was Tuesday. I didn't have a flight till Sunday. It's like we'll get these things out of here. <laughs> Tuesday so and Sunday, we can get it done. Okay, yeah, yeah. This thing, it was down there, and we're like, ah, it's a little far. We'll just we'll chase that one when we carry this one down the mountain. Well, we're cutting it up. We've got both quarters cut off. It's like, it gets dark at 7.30. It was like 6.30. Okay. And all of a sudden, this thing starts bugling a lot, and he's coming closer. Like, he's coming right up the ridge that we're on. And me and Zach are both cutting, and he bugles. And I was like, dude, I think we got to take a break. And he's like, yep. <laughs> you jump up. Roll my sleeves down. I grab my bow. Zach grabs a call and Ben grabs the camera and we just take off running down the mountain. Like same thing, no packs. We're just, yeah. let's see what we can do. And we called, we called that bull into 50 yard, like saw him. He just, it was right. By the time we saw him, it was like, let's just say it gets dark at seven 30. Yeah. When I first saw him, it was like seven 15. Okay. Like it's, close yeah to, to legal shooting light and well and at that point too up, like you lose light fast it gets dark fast and like yeah. even before you lose legal shooting light you lose camera light so right. there's a bit of a you know do you shoot it if you can't film it when you're when that's the goal of being out there and i would but it's also kind of a bummer like you know, we missed it by two minutes we didn't get the footage <laughs> right. i would have no don't get me wrong i'm gonna do it but yeah so get to the point where he hangs up in some deadfall and we just ran out of time. Like, and but we were only 90 yards from where the other one was laying halfway cut up with two knives just stuck in the, in the <laughs> loin. Like we were, we when I say we dropped everything, we didn't even like, didn't clean anything up. We just took off running. Yeah. And got, I mean, we got pretty close and then, Finished it that night, went up the mountain. We actually, we cooked some of it, went to sleep, got a good night's rest and woke up and went down and loaded our packs with half of it the next morning. Okay. So and, where, are you, where are you guys camping and where is this elk at? You thought you're going up or down or? We, that night we went up, we actually camped in where we had the tarp set up. So we went up. So you camped with the bull. hundred yards, about a hundred yards up of it. Yeah. Okay. Just, and. There, you don't really have to worry about bears out there. I mean, you do, but we weren't too worried about them. Yeah. Um, we just went to the closest flat spot we could find because it was steep. Okay. Like where where we where that bull died was a pretty heavy incline. Okay. Um, so we went up to the closest flat spot, slept up there. Next morning, we came down and we loaded pretty much, I would say, a little over half of it into our packs so do you just have it hanging in trees right now yep it's in game bags hanging in trees okay um the whole thing's clean the head's clean like it's it's ready to go 
Okay. Um, come come down. We all load our packs and we carry it. I would I think we carried it two miles down to the very bottom and put it like we hung it above the creek in the bottom, um, just so it had like nice cool air flowing past it. Yeah. And then we went back up and got the rest of it. Okay. But in that process, we actually chased two or three more bulls. Like I, <laughs> you guys I keep getting distracted. A, yeah. So I yeah. set up on an, another elk or a couple more elk, like with a quarter on my back, just which <laughs> is kind of insane. But it was like, well, I, we might as well do it. You got a tag. And, you got a bow. And, yeah. Like you're yeah, still hunting. We're, we're here. Yeah. yeah. It's Wednesday. Now it's Wednesday. So like we still got four days. Still hunting. Um, but we wasted, you can't really call it a waste of time, but like we spent a lot of time on Wednesday, like screwing around, trying to shoot another one when we okay. should have just been walking. So by the time we get that load to the Creek and we figure out a game plan, like it's six o'clock, like it's almost dark. Yeah. And we still have 10 miles to the truck and we don't know how we're going to get out of this bottom that has no trail in or out of it. Holy shit. So yeah. We we just start walking like the way we came down and we're like, oh well, this looks better. And we got on this like kind of cut halfway cut horse trail where somebody had brought horses down. Okay. And we started trying to follow that. Well now it's dark, so it gets real hard to follow. And we follow it for like two miles and we just get into like chest high deadfall. And it's oh it's 1100 feet from the bottom to the saddle to just get out of that one drainage. And we start trying to do it. It starts getting dangerous. Like at this point we've got full camp and everybody's got an extra 60 pounds. So we're like a hundred pounds each on our back or more easily. Yeah. And so we went until like 10 30 that night and just stopped. Like we didn't even make it out of that drainage that night. Um, camp just set up camp hung the meat back up and woke up the next day and in the daylight like figured out how to get out of there it was still pretty miserable and um it took us all day like we started i think we we slept in a little bit like it was like 8 a.m we started okay and i think we we got out at like 7 30 it was like 11 and a half hours and halfway so we Here's a little side but note. You've, you guys have the whole bowl. The whole bowl is just like split up between the three of you. We You're doing it in one it. trip. You've half. No, we had half of it. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, because I yeah. was I was like doing the math and I'm like, okay, yeah, half got it. Yeah, so we had half, and when we were hunting with Grant, Zach's brother was actually with us, and he was just hunting with us he had to leave and get an emergency root canal halfway through the hunt. Okay. He started, his face started to swell up and he was like getting delusional and like in so much pain. And he's like, there's something wrong with my tooth. And he went to the dentist and they did an x-ray and he had a cyst growing above his front tooth. And it was like, his whole face started to swell like this. And he had to leave. Well, we got a hold of him after we killed this bull. He had had his root canal the day before, and he's like, yeah, I'll come back. So he drives back and starts hiking in. What drives back? He drives back us. from where? He had to go all the way to Denver to get his, this root canal. Okay. Okay. 
So he, he comes back and starts hiking in. He meets us like five miles in and he met us with an empty pack. So he was able to take, he took like 15 pounds off of everybody. Yeah. So we lightened everybody's load up a little bit and we got the rest of the way out. So we get out at like seven 30. Ben with, had to with leave. half a bowl, half the bowl yeah. Thursday night. Okay. Half the bowl is completely out. Ben had to leave. He was supposed to leave Wednesday. So he left, but now we gained Zach's brother and then our other, and then Grant comes back. So he was like, I can come back Friday or Thursday okay. night. I'll take Friday off work and I'll help you guys get it the rest of the way out. So now there's four of us and we wake up Friday morning at like six in the morning and no packs. We just took, we took a little bit of food. Everybody took water and we took enough stuff to filter water. And we went with no camp, just as light as we could go. Yeah. And we did, uh, we did 20 miles with 7,000 foot elevation gain and 7,000 foot elevation drop. Dude, you guys are crazy. How are you feeling in that morning when you woke up? That morning I felt pretty good. Like, yeah. After coming I mean, out the day before. I, my butt, like your body hurt. My feet hurt really bad. But like you knew you had to do it. Like it's like, we have to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we have to do 20 miles tomorrow. It's going to suck. There's like, just no option. Just yeah. Wake up, just wake up and do it and tried to get a hotel. Like I was going to get a hotel that night. So I had a good night's sleep and all the hotels in town were sold out. The hunting season. Right. Uh, no, even worse. It's, it's leaf viewing season. It's like <laughs> prime colors. Prime. It was prime time leaf season. Okay. Got Seriously. it. Dude, all the aspens were changed. It was, it was gorgeous, but <laughs> yeah. So every hotel in town. So there, there we are sleeping in our tents again Oh. and woke up the next day. And yeah. 20, it was a 20 mile round trip. I think it took us. Jeez. I think it took us 14 hours. And then to top that all off. And just a little bit of food and some water and go. Yeah. We yeah. went in empty and we just came out with like, we came out with a normal like 50 pounds each. Okay. Is how we came out. So we were just, we were going as fast as we could. And you got and, the elevation decline right on the way out. I'm hoping. Or it's up and no. down. I mean, it's like up and down. So it's. Okay. I think what it was is on the way in, it was um, 3,000 foot up, or no, 4,000 foot up and 3,000 foot down. And then on the way back, it was opposite. So that's where we got okay. the 7,000 7,000. Okay. Gotcha. To top it all off, Grant had to be back in Denver by 9 a.m. to, he owns his own business. And he's like, I, like there's a lady flying in from Hawaii and she'll be here at 9am and I have to be there. Well, we get this thing out at 10 o'clock on Friday night and we're pretty far from Denver. Like, <laughs> and I was, I look, I looked at him and I was like, listen, you helped us out. I'll help you out. And he didn't really sleep the night before. Cause he had to drive all the way down there afterward. Okay. I was like, if you, if you get us all the way, like help us get through this. I'll get you back to Denver. You can sleep in the car. So we got out at 10, 10 o'clock. We went to the gas station. I got a couple monsters and I didn't even go. To, I slept for like 45 minutes and he drove and he was like, 
at midnight, he woke me up and he goes, dude, I'm, I'm falling asleep. Like I, I'll just pull over. We can sleep. We'll finish in the morning. And I was like, Nope, I'm good to go. Cranked a monster. And I drove <laughs> until like six in the morning. And got so we got that. Yeah. It took a while. I had to pull over a couple of times and like run around the car, but like we got back. Right. Right. Dude. That is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's a, one thing. It's amazing how big those animals are. You guys are crazy going that far. I love it though. Like, like do it again next year. So we have another great story, but dude, I was so you guys mad. are crazy. In the, in the moment, I was so mad. I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is because we didn't have, you don't have to go that far, but like, it's definitely way more fun to go that. It it's a story, the moment, but like, when as soon as you're done like we get back to the truck and it's like dude we just did that oh yeah like we just did the crazy like you have to be insane somebody whoever plans the trip has to be insane otherwise you don't even really think about going in there with no horses like yeah i don't think people are walking the majority of people are walking that and i mean I wouldn't. I tell you, if I wasn't with the people I'm going with, I'm not walking that. I did. I did nine and a half miles one time, and realized it was a mistake the first that time, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, like, I would, I would do it again. Like, I would actually, I would go shoot another bull in that same basin. Yeah. I would do it where we did. I. I would venture to say I would try and shoot one where we killed one last year too. And that was even farther, but I think that was farther, but I think this year was harder. Okay. I think it was, it was steeper. Like it was harder to get in and out of. Oh, so that's a crazy amount of work. I don't have my stories, like not even close to close to that this year. I had a, I had a pretty easy year but before that, this trip, this trip for you, what I just think how I want to ask this question, but basically like, like what went really good? What was, what was something that like, did you, like, did you learn anything this year? Was there anything that stands out where it's like, dude, like this, like this part of the trip stands out and it's like, Oh yeah, this, this went really well. Maybe even like gear um, you took or a strategy you guys had or like anything. Yeah, good. I mean, kind of a lot. Learned a lot. Like, I feel really good for four years of elk hunting as a group. Like, we've got some stuff really well figured out. Yeah. Um, we're getting pretty, maybe lucky, but we're finding bulls. Like, we're finding elk to hunt. Yeah. Whereas the first couple years, like, we were, we'd find a couple. But this year and last year, like, we're in bulls, like, a, every day. Um, and I think that's a, a lot of that's due to like the scouting and the map stuff, yeah. uh, and knowing what to look for. And Zach is very good at that. Um, and then the ability to get close to them and just create opportunities for yourself. I think we're getting pretty good at that. Okay. And it, now it's just like figuring out how to close the gap. Like every time, like, how do you take an opportunity and make it a success like more often? Sure. You know, so that's, that's a big one. That's like next year's big goal. 
um, gear. I feel like I got my gear pretty well. I'm getting dialed. Like yeah. I feel really good. Um, I law I probably dropped, but I went 10 pounds lighter this year than I did was last year. I'm like, I'm not carrying anything that I don't need anymore. You mean 10 in your pack or 10 on your body? No, I bet I, I bet my pack was 10 pounds lighter this year. Okay. That's a um, lot. That's a lot of weight to take out. I, I didn't have a scale, but I would venture to say that a six day pack this year, I was like 32 to 35 pounds. That's really good. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping under a tarp, no tent, um, just on the ground, sleeping bag, sleeping pad. So like my sleep system is like five pounds. What and pad then, are you using? Um, a little inflatable. Okay. Neo air maybe. Yeah. Or a ther- thermorest, just a little inflatable, um, insulated pad. I bought a, a nice, one of my favorite things is I bought a nice sleeping bag that's okay. super light, but it's super warm. It packs down pretty good, but like it only weighs like a pound and a half. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. So I spent a bunch of, it was like 300 bucks, but it, yeah. like that was well worth it. Um, I bought insoles for my boots. That changed my life too. Really? Like, yeah, just not even like I didn't go custom or anything. I just bought like nice insoles to put in. I have crispy boots, so they're nice boots. Yeah. Last year they destroyed my feet. Like I almost threw there's I spent three hundred dollars on the boots. I almost threw them in the trash. I was so mm-hmm. mad at these boots. And then I put insoles in them and they were great this year. Like it didn't have any issues. Okay. I might have to look, I'm gonna look into that because I have I have Schnee's. I haven't put the miles on them that you guys are doing. Um, yeah. But I mean anytime you can help your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's do it. Yeah, uh, Ben Ben has schnees and he loves them. Like, yeah, he's been wearing those, and he does. Uh, in the summer, he does some wildland like firefighting stuff out west. So he puts a lot of miles on his boots. Okay. Um, and he he loves those things. So definitely, if there's something not quite right with him, I would try out insoles. And like I put just their super feet. I got them on Amazon. They're like fifty bucks. Okay. But I know if you can't like dial yourself in with those. They make like custom where you mold your feet and they make you custom orthotics. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people that like swear by those things too. I would say, yeah, I've, I know, I know what you're talking about. I remember listening to a podcast like that, that guy, there, there was a guy that does that and he was on yeah. the podcast talking about it. And I almost, I almost did it, but like, kind of like what you're saying, like anybody that I've ever heard of that has done it did not regret it. Yeah. And that's, I almost spent, the money to get custom ones. And I was like, well, I'll just try like store, like box ones. Yeah. And they worked really well. And they for me, were. So, okay. Now what um, about on the others? Well, no, go ahead. If you have more. Yeah. I was just going to say like, I felt dialed enough on my pack this year that like, I'm going to definitely like document everything that was in it. Like I haven't even, I still haven't unpacked for my trip. Okay. Like I'm going to document everything that was in it and just like, try and start sticking to it. Like, Hey, you can do this without that. Like you don't need, you don't need that. Or you do need this cause you use it all the time and you don't need that. So you can just, you can take that out now. And I yeah. feel like doing that and sticking to that, like would, will help me in the future. Cause 
when you have extra stuff out there, it just just gets in the way. To, for me, I yeah, mine's. I dial it back every time I go out. Yeah. Right? I have a list. I have a list that I that I like a running list, and then I'll whenever I unpack my packer, I go through. It's like you go through the list. And it's like what did I use? What did I not use? And yeah, if you get like three check marks for not used, it just come. It just yeah. needs to come out of the pack. Yeah. Um, for the a most big part, one we do. Like we'll carry one spotting scope and just split it up. We yeah. don't all need to carry a spotter. We don't all need to carry a tripod. We were getting to the point where we weren't all carrying um, stoves. Like, yeah, when there was when there was five of us, I think we were carrying three stoves. Okay, and somebody would carry the stove and somebody would carry the fuel. Just like that up. we yeah. were never, we never all cook at the same time. Like normally, people are doing stuff, so it would get to the point where I just cooked all everybody's meal like i'll just boil the water for everybody while they're doing this so you don't need that one nobody needs to carry that right um that made a difference dude i bought i bought a water filtration system you'll like this (laughs) what did you get because i use a steri pen what do you what do you have i bought a like a gravity filter okay and it's you hang it from a tree but if you remember when we were in Idaho, I had like the squeeze bags, like you fill it and you squeeze it out. Yeah. I bought, it's a four liter gravity system and you just scoop four liters out and you hang it in a tree and you put a big filter on it. And I broke it because I let it freeze. But okay. before I broke it, this thing would filter four liters of water in like two and a half minutes. That's fast. Yeah. So I would just hang it in a tree and eat a snack. And by the time I was done eating a snack, I had four <laughs> Your liters water of water. water is done. I, I don't even carry four liters of water. Like, I would fill all my stuff up and then filter four more liters and then, like, fill everybody else's stuff up while they're over there, like, squeezing. And yeah. they could squeeze. Like, you can squeeze four liters of water in, like, six minutes. So it doesn't take you that long. But, like, you, you're But you're also squeezing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would just, Scoop You're it, just chilled back tree, eating snacks. And then I would, yeah, I'd do something else. Lay down. <laughs> lay down and so eat like, snacks. <laughs> that was that was worth it. I'll never go back to just squeezing the bag. I only have to look into that. I, I always take my Steri pen, but then it makes me it makes me nervous if it goes dead. Well but then I have a battery pack. What are what are you guys using? What do you use for a battery pack? Or do you take one? You have to take one. Uh, I carry like four of them. Okay. Oh, you guys got cameras and yeah, yeah. Because because those are heavy. We carry. They're heavy. They suck. Yeah. But um, I just buy them on Amazon. Nothing crazy. But we have to charge. Like the big cameras, you don't really have to charge. We just carry a bunch of batteries. Like that's okay. a lot of weight and batteries. But like my my little SLR, I charge off a battery pack. We charge GoPros, charge your phone. Yeah. Um, and then I was charging. I had to charge my inReach once. But like, so I carried the first, or I was carrying three of those battery packs per trip. Okay. Like that, that's a bunch of weight. And I know if you that buy is. nicer ones, they're lighter. But for those, I, I feel like I replace them all the time anyways. So I just, whatever. You just I've got, buy cheaper ones. I've got two of them. 
The only reason I have two is I lost. Well, I didn't lose it because I found it. I misplaced the first one and then had to go okay. buy a second one. I don't remember what the brands are. But the first one has uh, like a solar capability, a solar panel on it to where it recharges. But it takes, uh, I mean, you'd have to like leave it in the sun for like eight days to get a, you know, like a full yeah. charge from the solar. But I think it does help. I mean, it's just supplemental. It, it helps a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you usually just take one. Um, but yeah, I just have I just have my phone, my in reach, and then my my headlamp is rechargeable. Okay, I see. I run those rechargeable headlamps. I don't want to say they scare me, but they kind of scare me because if my phone is dying and my battery pack is dying, like I don't want to have to like also use it for my headlamp. So yeah. I always run. I'll take two AAA headlamps, and then I'll take with new batteries and then two more sets of batteries for like six days. So I essentially have four full charges for six days. Yeah. Cause the goal is you don't have to use it unless you get something. Well, or so maybe for, like for an hour. Right. For my, so I have the rechargeable and then I also bring a backup with brand new batteries. And, but I okay. found, I don't put the batteries in the headlamp. I had the headlamp, wherever however i had it packed it turned like pushed the button and turned on by itself and then sat there in my pack on all day and when i finally realized that it was dead so i packed the bat i don't i don't put batteries in the backup headlamp anymore i always i just leave them separate yeah and i know some of them you can lock like i use black diamond headlamps oh i just have like an energizer one for the backup but my rechargeable is black diamond yeah, so those black diamond ones, if you hold it for like 10 seconds, it'll lock and you have to hold it, do the same thing to unlock it. So it at least helps. I wonder if, if mine's like just, that. It might. It at least helps where if it's in your pack and you bump it around, it's not going to just yeah. turn on. Because, um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's like almost depressing when you open your pack <laughs> and you're like, man, that thing's been on probably all day. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, my backup headlamp is dead great <laughs> yeah yeah that's I, not I, reassuring i always throw like a handful of batteries in there yeah this year though i i had a little bag full of like caffeine powder like in a drink mix and the bag got a hole in it so i'm like i need another bag so i put it in the battery bag but all my batteries were covered in like caffeine powder and like the whole it's a disaster still I, like i said i haven't unpacked yet but I opened the little zipper pocket where it all was, and there's caffeine powder on everything. It's all sticky because it got rained. Then it got rained on, so it's all sticky in there. Dude, I just need to take a hose to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, Dude, when you get ra- I- when you get rained on out there, it ruins it ruins, it ruins everything. everything. I always go back and forth whether I take some caffeine powder or not. I've I've done it in the past. I've ran trips with it. I've ran trips without it, and yeah, oh, I don't. Know. Oh, I, I think if I, I'm going, I don't think country, I would go without it. Yeah, I think if I was going on a backcountry, I need to do backcountry this year. Um, yeah, but if I was going backcountry, yeah, I would. I probably would. You just need like that little bit of motive. That little kick gets me. Yeah. So we'll run like years past. I'll do like uh, like mountain ops ignite. This year I ran. Mountain Ops um, Enduro, which isn't okay. even caffeine. That stuff's kind of neat. It's a uh, 
cardio enhancer. It's really just a bunch of vitamins, but there's a bunch of like vitamin B12. Yeah. So it's supposed to like give you energy too. So I, I was drinking a bunch of that, and, but like we take caffeine pills and whatever. Cause like there's times you get out there and you're like, dude, I'm, you want to, you want to go up there? Like I'm not going up there. <laughs> you, but guess what? You're going, you're, you are going up you there. You are going. So get ready for it. Yeah. You just have to out there. It's just like get motivated to go. Like yeah. everybody can do it. Anybody can do it. You just you have to be able to tell your mind that you are going to do it. Yeah. Tell your body it's happening. Yeah. And I mean, that's the hard part. See, I always, so with the caffeine stuff, I just take up my pre-workout for the gym. I usually just pack that. Oh, and I mean, that is that's probably more effective. Thing. I just don't like it when my face tingles. <laughs> Dude, it gets in my head. My head gets all, all yeah, spiky, <laughs> tingly. Feels like you're growing hair. Yeah. I'm not. I know. But yeah, it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, what's one thing from this trip you came out of like that you learned or something that you would do different next time? This is a weird one because I don't know if I fully if it's true or not, but I feel like we had too many tags. I feel like for the amount of days that we hunted, we had too many tags. And I think had everything going perfect we didn't have too many tags like had had we filled grant's tag on day one or day two like we did zach's tag yeah then three was perfect you know but in 13 or 14 days to have three tags and like if you're and i'm all right with coming out without filling one i'm not mad yeah um and i think it's actually a really good thing to have that option have you like say you're say you fill two tags by the 22nd you still have eight days to hunt then you want you're happy you have that other tag um i just don't feel like we gave ourselves quite enough time this year that's always but, the that's always the weird one like how many tags should you i mean i even know that like with applying you know uh you know you apply for five tags and you're like if i get one that you know that's one trip or that's one way i'm gonna hunt if i get all five like now that just changed things yeah so yeah it's definitely yeah, i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like it'll change like i feel like having three tags is good yeah but i felt like this year we probably we could have like maybe i should have went out there a couple of days earlier like maybe i should have like instead of taking 10 days to hunt maybe i should have just taken an extra four days like you know given myself more time out west instead of like i only had 11 days and like that wasn't very many really okay not not when you're also trying to hunt with other people like we me and zach didn't even pick up bows until there was five days left of season so like we definitely we pushed it it was tight yeah um but well especially when you start looking at you know it takes two days to get something out you know well that was a big one. If we could, if we would have had that thing out by on Wednesday, killed it Tuesday, all the way out Wednesday, we still had two days to hunt. But we were so deep; it was so deep, and like, oh, you guys would have killed yourselves getting it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think that was that was a big lesson. But I don't even know if I would consider that a lesson because, like, I knew it going into it. 
See, I always look at like for with not filling a tag, like I'm okay with it because I don't mind donating to conservation. Like I, yeah. I would have done that anyway. So I would think, I would think, you know, with you guys going forward, yeah, I would rather take three tags and not fill three than two. Yeah, you know, fill two and then leave five days early. Yeah, and I think that's inevitably like that's what will always happen. Um, I just felt like we should have. I should have given myself more time out there. Okay. And at the at the end of the day, I think that's what it what needed to happen. Well, and then you still had a Wyoming tag that you didn't even you didn't even step foot in Wyoming. No. So that I think that's why that one hurt so much. It's like I ate a Colorado tag, which is no big deal. I do that all the time. But then I also ate a Wyoming tag that I didn't even like attempt to hunt. Yeah. Because I just didn't, I didn't have the time. I didn't, couldn't return it. Thought I might be able to sneak out there. And like, there was, once I got back and I realized there was no making it all the way back to Wyoming to hunt, even for three days. Yeah. Wasn't realistic. So I spent, I mean, spent $1,200 on tags this year. That hurt. Well, it's, it's, conservation. You're doing your part. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Lots of us appreciate it. 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 <laughs> it it's good. And, you know what? Next year, I'll just next year I'll plan better. As far as like, I'm not I'm not gonna overbuy tags next year. Yeah, I'm gonna make a point like, hey, you know, I know I can do this, and I'll spread them out. Like if that tag, my Wyoming tag was good, now, or for the next two weeks, I I can make it. Sure, but it was the back to it was the back to back. back, to back. Yeah, yeah, because I left my flight home from Colorado was the second, and the Wyoming tag started the fifth. So. It's either take three weeks off work or, or yeah. you know, what do you do? Yeah. So I just, That's I needed a lot. To, I, that, that was poor planning on my part. Yeah. I missed you in Wyoming. I, I, I feel you though with the eating the Wyoming one. Cause that would have been, we've been talking about that, like hunting together, getting into Wyoming together yeah. and then, but do three weeks. I mean, I know I took, I took two weeks off and that's a lot. I don't, I don't know if I could have taken three weeks off. That I did a month hard. last year. I did oh. a month last year, and that that was rough. That was when I was working for your dad too. Like I know they didn't love that. <laughs> I re- yeah, I remember some conversations about that. Yeah, but that's yeah. where I got to they, be like, hey, he's not, not with fans. me. He's not with me, guys. <laughs> yeah. So we had way too much going on at work, and there was no there was no taking that amount of time off. Yeah, and then to try and go and even if I would have went back to work for a week and then went out west like that it wouldn't have been enough so I had to, I had to swallow that one well dude this guy this I mean just your your hunt this year though I mean how exciting like because I think that's the other thing you're like oh. yeah you can look at like eating a tag eating a tag is like the smallest part of the two-week experience that you had Oh, the, it doesn't even I, compare. In my mind, I actually didn't really eat. Like we had a successful hunt. That's yeah. all. The, in the yeah. at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like somebody got one, and when out there, when somebody gets one, like you all got it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who shoot who pulls the trigger, because everybody. It's was everybody's. Part of that. Yeah, and man, the footage that Ben got on that thing was so incredible. 
Oh, that's and that's got to be like a whole other level. Because I haven't, I've I've tried now. I haven't tried to like film a hunt, but even just like yeah. trying to take a video like right after or like right after a shot and just try to like capture that moment. Dude, I forget. I forget to do that. I still don't even care about that. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think I've done it like two out of five times. I remember to like even get that footage, and that's like nothing compared to what you guys are doing. So that's a whole. I mean, that's a, that's. It's almost like two. It's almost like two projects you have going on. Like one project is hunting the elk. The other project is filming an elk hunt. And for you guys yeah. to be able to go out there and do both of them, that's incredible. You, you couldn't. I mean, people do it like solo. They self-film and stuff. But to really get it, like you got to have a guy that that's that's what he's focused on. Like he knows when to record, when to do. I mean, he's getting all the footage. That's his only job. Yeah, is get that footage, and like he nailed it. I mean, there's there's footage of like in focus the broad head is in focus and then the focus the camera doesn't move but the focus rolls and there's just an elk in the background like right there and it's it's insane like what what even is this dude i can't wait to see it i know uh well usually zach stuff comes out the next the following year right yeah he's he's a year behind i'll show i'll show you that kill i'll get you that kill club okay Well, and if anybody, like with what you're talking about, you know, the guys that you're hunting with, the videos you guys are taking, if any of my listeners want to know where that stuff's at, how do they find it? Uh, It's all on YouTube. It's the hunting public on YouTube. Um, Last year's elk hunt is up. There's a whole, I think there's four videos. There's three or four videos. Okay. Um, And like that, what I was talking about earlier, that 15 mile pack out. Yeah. Like that video is pretty insane too. Like Jake shot that bull at six yards and it almost ran Zach over as he was filming it. Like, is that the one that he was under? Was pretty... He was under it, right? Um, I think, yeah, kind of the bull was under like below Zach. Okay. Like, Zach was in between Jake and the bull almost. <laughs> Zach was at three yards. I have to go Jake watch these. It. I'll have to go watch these videos. Yeah. Three oh, yards. There's, they're That's nuts. crazy. And that was like, we were all, there was five of us and all five of us were within 20 yards of that bull when he shot it. Oh, that's and cool. That was, that was insane. So those videos are out. Go to the hunting public YouTube channel, check that stuff out. See what Colin's up to out there. Yeah. And th- those guys are making way more than just elk content. Like they're working full time. Oh, yeah. Like they're putting, they're putting out deer videos. So if you like deer hunting, turkey hunting, like there's way more than what I'm a part of, but they make some cool stuff. And then they have a podcast and I, I follow some of that stuff too. So yeah. that's cool, man. It's a good group of guys you got in with. Yeah. It's, it gets, I mean, I don't even know, first of all, how I got into it with them and also like why I stayed in it. Part of it. Some days I'm like, why am I here? This is nuts. <laughs> like, you gotta be, you gotta be insane. And then we do it and it's all right. So we just keep doing it. <laughs> dude, it's awesome. Well, dude, but I like, love, I love hearing about your hunting trips cause they are, they're insane and they're yeah, awesome. 100, 140 miles this year in 11 days. Like I'm going to have to, it takes like three days to deescalate. Cause you're like, I'm never doing that again. And then you deescalate and you're like, I can't wait to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting it's, it's there. Weird. You're back. 
it gets weird out here, man. I I, I would go back tomorrow. <laughs> That's probably why I haven't unpacked. Just I in case, just, you're just waiting I for the phone zip, to ring. Yeah, I just zip my duffel bag back up and just go back out there. <laughs> Clean that caffeine powder out, and you're on your way. <laughs> Don't even know if I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh. Well, dude, kind of we we just went over an hour, and uh, yeah, man, I just want to thank, dude. It's always good, always good to talk to you. And then we'll do a part two follow up to this with uh, with my Wyoming hunt. I don't think it's it's not as quite as insane and, and as exciting as what what you guys did, but I had a great year, man. I had a really good year, dude. I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Well, there. We good? We wrap this up. Any any last final thoughts or anything out of you? No, you got you got me on a talkative note today, so I think we're good. <laughs> All right, well that sounds good. Well then, hey, this is uh, Collins' hunting trip from fall twenty twenty two, shooting an elk with his buddies from the hunting public. Uh, man, Colin, dude, thanks for thanks for thanks for doing crazy shit and then coming and telling us about it. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll wrap it up. This is Jarrett broadcasting right here out of his shop in Bellingham, Washington. Colin is coming to us from my office slash gear room in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> office gear studios. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Have a great day, everybody.